Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Happily Ever Henley. This is your host, Ebony. And I'm Wiley. And we're going to check in. Alright, so, well, we've been, we said that we were going to be bi-weekly podcast, but we obviously fell off, and that is for a few reasons. So, uh, one, we had a minor hurricane, praise God that it was minor, Hurricane Dorian came through, gave us a couple days off, gave us some rain and some... Uh, cooler weather afterwards and then also we have been um, looking for our next living arrangement so yeah and that can take a toll on you so yeah we've been busy trying to do all of that buying new furniture or whatever Um, you know we had the flood which we'll talk about we promised in one of these future podcasts but um, not today because <laughs> um, that's a long story. We'll probably talk about it like when we get settled into our next place. Because again, we are recording at the library, so we just want to, you know, give us some time to process everything that happened. And I feel like the closing of that chapter will be when we are in our new space. In our new space, I was trying to say space and spot at the same time. So yeah, let's get to it. What are we talking about today, babe? Speaking of libraries, we're going to be talking about school. We had a conversation in the car the other day that we can kind of dig a little deeper into as far as when it comes to school, would we prefer public school or private school? Um, And I wanted to just kind of ask you, for our child, what would you suggest? Um, I say to just kind of watch. Well, I say to start with um, private as far as daycare. I feel like we've already like agreed since uh, before we even got married what school, what preschool they would be attending, whatever future children we had. So I felt like that's kind of set in stone and that's a private school. Um, But after that, like when they move on to, um, you know, kindergarten, I feel like then that would be the time to just assess where the child is, you know, developmentally, um, and just their personality, um, you know, what what kind of would best suit them. Would they need to continue in a private setting, or would they be able to handle the adjustment of going to public school? So as far as public or private, I think it just depends on the child's um, personality. Well, I don't view it that way. I would much rather them get a private school education. Not necessarily because it's better, but I feel though, as parents, you have more say in what goes on with the school. Because those schools are more likely to bend to the parents versus public schools, which I view really don't care. Right, but I also feel like in public school, because they aren't being, um, because it's a free education and it's not, you know, tuition-based, that you are kind of preparing your child more for the real world, um, because if they leave, um, you know, the 12th grade and they decide to go directly into the workforce, well, it's going to be a culture shock because they've been kind of we were able to steer as parents, you know, what was going on with them. 
versus in public school they say this is the standard and you know you're going to be um introduced to a whole lot of different ideas so i feel like public school would get them more prepared for the real world if if it was something that they could handle as far as you know like public school have um they have a lot of different issues that arise like even last night we were informed that you know our seven-year-old niece had a document to bring home um, for her parents to sign about whether they could get vaccinated in class or whatever and it you know asked for the student's name and their gender and there was a m for male a f for female and then there was x and our niece was like what is the Xbox for? Well, I would tell her the Xbox is to play games. And on the contrary to what you just said, I feel public school really doesn't prepare you for what I deem is real life. Because if you talking about gender and you got M, F, and X, you just playing. But I'm saying like in a private school setting, you wouldn't have that conversation with your child. Well, that's as, what the parents are for. But I'm saying you wouldn't have certain things brought up to you. Like, we would notice different things. Like, even today, I told you, you know, um, somebody scared me earlier, um, just walking up on me, like, extremely fast. And, you know, I turned around, and it was a guy dressed as a male with a handbag. And I was just like, oh, okay. Was he selling purses? No, he wasn't selling purses. That was his personal coach bag, crossbody across him. Um, and it just kind of was like, you know, would you, if I were a um, product of private school, would I have come across something like that? Like, it didn't shock me as much as I think it would have if I had grown up, you know, going to private school my whole life. Yeah, but did you really, is that something you've really learned from public school? Public school don't teach you that? No, but I think those conversations arise because I have gone to public school just like, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I also see it from the other side that in private school, let's say you're there more could likely be, to be around the people you want to be around. Um, <laughs> no, because I'm thinking, what about like even our conversation last night? What about same-sex parents um, adopting a child? Okay, well, they may be if they have chosen to be together and go through the adoption process they could potentially have the income that could support their child going to um, going to private school. So then I guess there's no really running from it um, like that necessarily. You're going to kind of face it in life wherever. Um, but even other things like I feel like, um, like, you know, the suicide rate at public school would be a little higher um, than in private schools. And so then, you know, you have your, your child introduced to the idea of if I don't like the way something's going in my life or I feel like something is just so terrible that I can't, you know, pray through it or get any help even though their village is, you know, 
going to be supportive of anything that they're going through or you know supportive of them always opening up and talking about what's going on in their life whether it be us as their parents them at school you know their love life whatever you know they are always going to have someone they can talk to but um you know you're given that you it's kind of like that monkey see monkey do like you know until children fully develop men mentally they kind of just go off of what they see or you know what they've heard and so i feel like it would be a higher rate of um suicide that you know it could potentially make our child feel like oh that's the way to do it that's the way to handle this situation you know whatever but i wouldn't want them to handle it that way so would i put them in private school or you could even look at it the other way around that people in private school are, are spoiled so to speak and maybe they deal with it um deal with not getting what they want in life by you know killing themselves so i don't think i mean i just feel like to a certain extent it doesn't even matter but at the same time i feel like <laughs> that um that certain things are introduced and more accepted in public school where it takes a little it may be delayed if they go to uh, private school I think that's kind of how I should phrase it well I don't think I think you're looking in a perspective of you're not even teaching your kids anything when you saying what you're saying because they would learn that stuff at home that wouldn't have to come from school Right, but would you have those conversations if it wasn't? So if our child went to school and they came back and, you know, they were sad because they lost a classmate to, um, you know, suicide, would we have had that conversation with them in kindergarten, first grade? Yeah, what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do if that happens? What I'm going to just pretend like it didn't happen? Be like, well, they just disappeared little Jimmy no but I'm saying you know do you have those conversations yeah why not earlier because they go to pri private school or public school like well, that's what I'm saying it wouldn't matter what school so I feel like you would have those conversations earlier if the child you might went be to watching TV school. with your child and they see it at three and you're like, what happened to him hmm. I mean why he swinging rope with his neck yeah so Just about being open. So, what was yours? Oh, another thing, I f like. I kind of touched on it. I was like, the teachers. I don't know about your experience with teachers, but in the experience I've had with private school teachers versus public school teachers, it's a vast difference. Well, I've never been in private school heard anything about them I mean my brother went to multiple so I feel like they take their job more serious and I've been seeing as as late and if you feel the shade the shade is on you but I feel like they just been letting anybody be a teacher um teachers popping up left and right like they let you teach somebody kid yes and they're even lowering the standard in, um, of which, you know, it takes to be a teacher. Um, 
that test ain't hard. Well, no, not even saying that you have to take the general knowledge exam. Like I've seen where you can just have your associate's degree and become a teacher. And that's my thing. General knowledge. You need to have more than some general knowledge. Do you know what the general knowledge exam sound like to me? What? A common sense test. <laughs> Which I know. That's, what, that's what we're entrusting our teachers with. And it's like, a teacher will say, we don't get paid enough. But the bar for you to get in there was so low. Mm-hmm. Why should you get paid more if you got to take the general knowledge test? General? We like premium. Only thing I get general is gas. Mm. Anyways. Shouldn't even do that. <laughs> so, um, what was your, like, school story? Like, coming up, what was school like for you? Well, for me, it's typically has to do with the teachers because I'm the type of person I feel as though I'm a pretty good judge of character and a teacher is a person who is supposed to be leading the class mm-hmm. and if I don't feel like you a worthy leader you lost me so I'm confused oh what what are you talking about I'm talking about teachers and their leadership abilities and me but I'm asking you, how was school for you growing up? Like, did you go to public or private school? Both. At what ages did you attend which? <sighs> ages, you know, I don't really know ages. I know I went to public. I went to public school starting in the second grade, and I went to private school before all the all of those years. And private school was lit. Did you feel like you were missing anything when you made the transition? Yeah. What? Uh, It was just a more personal experience. And I know I was pretty young, but I was still able to see that difference. Because it's just like, yeah, you can kind of... I feel like when you have the younger students... Those teachers, they're much more animated and like, oh, hey, happy to see you. But I just feel like that's because that's generally how people act towards kids. Mm-hmm. In the older ages, the teachers much more personable. They're just grumpy. So you don't feel like that would even be the case in like private school like if you were to have continued in private school that eventually that wouldn't have worn off like that animation you know happy to see you no because they they have to be that not necessarily you're still gonna have that one yeah but you'll still have that one grumpy history teacher you know when you get to high school, whether you're in a public school or a private school. But the thing is, I feel it's much less likely. Okay, of course, you always have the one-off. Nothing is ever consistent, but it's how many grumpy history teachers you had in public school. 
All of them, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess. All of them. Um, I also feel like what you're saying has a lot to do with the um, quality of teachers that were at the public school, I mean, the private school that you attended. Like, those people... Um, I don't know. Like, I had a really, real. excuse me, sorry, y'all. Um, I had a really um, great time in pre-K and in kindergarten, and I can vividly remember those, like, and I was in public school, and I remember those teachers. Like, they were just older women in general that loved children, and they loved to teach, and so... I mean, now your kindergarten teacher might be a good 23, 24 years old, and she might be like, all right, I like kids, but y'all getting on my nerves today. Me and my girls went out last night. I got a hangover, whatever. And I ain't doing the lesson plan. Right. And so I think it's just... Watch a movie. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with the quality of teacher. Um, and I feel that the quality of teacher is much higher in private schools. Um, but and because I, another reason is to get into a air quote good public school is so many hurdles you have to go through. You have to live in a certain area. You can't just go to any public school. Mm -hmm. So even even if you this is the perfect school, if it's public you might as well cross it off the list if you're not in the in the district code or whatever. Use a fake address and go to jail later. <laughs> and it's it's just better. It's private for a reason. Gotta bring exclusive exclusivity back. What about your schooling experiences other than your having fun and pre-K? <laughs> um, I mean, like I said, I attended public school. My you shout them out. Who Miss my teachers? Miss mm -hmm. Gordon and Miss Rayner. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wherever they are. Um, you said they was old then. <laughs> you said they was old then. I mean, they were older women. Mm -hmm. Like they probably were in their like late thirties, possibly. I mean, I'm, I'm five. I everybody was old. They're young. <laughs> um, I mean, now, yeah, I get it. But I'm saying, so like, they probably about sixty now. Huh? Yeah, they're probably in their sixties or seventies now, possibly. Um, but yeah, like I was the age of like, if they had grandchildren, it was like. That yeah, but you also a bad judge of age. Yeah, so I am. they thirty, probably like. <laughs> I am. I mean, they were older than my mom, so. At the time. Yes. How you know they was older than your mom? I don't know because I just thought that they were older than my mom. I don't care. Anyways, <laughs> so um, so yeah, it was just you know they're very. Like, I can still envision the classroom, like it was set, how it was set up and stuff like that. Um, they just did a really, really great job with working with us, um, with making sure that we're taking in um, 
you know the lessons and getting something out of it they really um were you know trying to build good character so i feel like they really went above and beyond because it wasn't just make sure you know this so you can go to the next grade i mean even my um you know kindergarten and first grade teacher was the same lady um you know they really were about making sure that we were good people outside of you know learning what we had to learn to get to the next grade and i really appreciate that about them um anyways shout out to miss odom as well she was both my kindergarten and first grade teacher she moved up with us but anyways um <laughs> so yeah um i just feel like the if our child ever attended a um public school that i would want them to go to school similar to where I went um but then again like I said it all depends on their personality because um like even the middle school that I went to went to they babied us like we switched classes but we didn't have your tradi your traditional ring a bell um you know go to your locker on your own like we literally had a little back door between classrooms and so you only went to your locker when you had to cross the hallway and that was monitored by the teachers why are you laughing yeah i was in jail we weren't in jail they just were extra cautious with us cautious about what i don't know just i mean it was a very easy transition from elementary school to middle school and where i had my big shock was when i went to high school because i was like this place is huge and on top of this place being huge and like even in middle school like we stayed in the same building all day and you actually stayed in the same building all three years because each building had a sixth seventh and eighth grade portion so anyways um when i got to high school on my first day, I was about to have a slight heart attack just because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to navigate around this large campus and I have to go to my locker <laughs> and no teacher is going to be there, you know, kind of like counting me down saying I got this much more time until the bell rings again. Um, and yeah, it was just like a lot. <laughs> um, but I felt like I was ready for it then. Like, had I went to a traditional middle school, I probably would have cried and not wanted to go back. Well, I joke, but uh, our middle schools was kind of similar, except for the fact that they took the lockers out of our school the, the year I came in because they had a lot of problems with contraband. But our classes, we, we typically would try to do a line to the next classroom. Yeah, we walked in lines to our gym. Didn't always work. We walked in lines to, to the cafeteria, walked in lines back. Um, we had like assigned tables in, um, in the cafeteria in middle school and stuff like that. So when I went to high school and there was none of that. And y'all just had that just because? Yeah. Yeah, they ain't love y'all. They did stuff like that to us when we got in trouble. I mean, you just kind of stayed with your class, and it, it made you, like, it was easier to build friendships that way just because you Is kinda, it really building friendships or just becoming more associated with somebody you had to be with all day? 
I mean, I guess that's it. It's not true friendship. Yeah, because now that I think about it, we never integ- like integrated. You had your homeroom class and you traveled with them until you got to like your um, electives. Yeah, that's not friendship. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways. That's putting y'all together by social security number. <laughs> right. Hey, that's fine. It was it was cool. I mean, um, like I said, it was what I needed transitioning from elementary school to middle school because I kind of was still doing the same thing except I could wear flip-flops in middle school. So it was fine. But high school, like, really freaked me out. And that's what I'm saying. Um, having that change, going to middle school, I probably would have been a whole nother person and I would have been, like, Please homeschool me. I can't do this, guys. It's too much. Well, my biggest shock, it was probably the transition from elementary to middle school, I would say. And that started before I had even started middle school, I know. Because the elementary school I went to was a feeder into the middle school I went to, which the year I was going in was making the transition. So at the start of my sixth grade year, they were rolling out the Aviation Military Science Academy portion of the school. They removed lockers and they started uniforms. So one day, my elementary school, we took a field trip to the middle school and they grouped us up in groups of three. And we were taking a tour around the school in groups of three. Now, I, my recollection is kind of hazy, but at some point, I guess I should say I was in the group of the troublemakers, you would say two people that were constantly suspended and some of the only people who got suspended for fighting at elementary school like actually fighting not like the I'm angry but like blood was drawn so we ended up losing the the administrator that was with us and they pulled the fire along (laughs) (laughs) so A class of elementary school kids are now in the hallways with the fleeing middle school students. It was lit. It was it. Yeah. They got in trouble. I ain't snitched though. Hmm. All I remember is is this boy named Derek. And I don't know what he looked like now, but I know he was a little short, dark-skinned boy back then. And he pulled the um, fire alarm. His mama came up there and beat him in front of the whole class. She beat him where? In front of the whole class. Oh. (laughs) I feel like low-key, my elementary school was kind of like a private school the way that it was treated. Just because it was a lot going on. And it was just like, we're all one big family here. But anyways, you know. So, I kind of... Explain how I felt about my um, my um, upbringing as far as school was related, and how it made me feel now. What about you? I mean, it's, I could I could always say more. School was 
Dog, I was in school a long time. A real long time. I mean, no, no extra time. I ain't <laughs> never failed. <laughs> you ever came close? To failing? Yeah. Not a grade level, but a class. I failed, yeah. Girl, who ain't failed the class? Some people. Mm, I have, I failed um, one of those sciences in high school. I, I think it was chemistry, and I had to retake it. I mean, but I, yeah. I don't. I never failed the science class, but I will say how I felt about science then, and how I feel about science now has changed significantly. I'm much more interested. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us really were interested in topics that we were being forced to learn, but now that you have your own free will to kind of intrigue yourself, or what am I trying to say? Intrigue yourself? I don't think that's right. <laughs> I was going to roll with it. Um, Are things you find intriguing? I think... I don't even Intrigued I meant to say it? no. I meant to say you can kind of indulge in, you know, those things now. Like mm-hmm. if you want to, because you can kind of cut it on and cut it off when you get tired of it, but back then it was like you have to know this standard. Like they got a book of standards that you must know before you leave this class and you're going to be tested on it and blah 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 blah, but I can turn it on and say I want to know more about light bulbs and then I'm like, okay, I learned all the different wattages that is that a word? <laughs> I'm just making up whatever right now. <laughs> you can tell you not intrigued. <laughs> um, right. Um, but yeah, I can look. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can um, learn about all the different, you know, watts that uh, bulbs, bulbs are available in. And then I can turn it off there and say, okay, that's where I draw the line. I don't care about anything further. I don't care, you know, about the different, what it, you know, but they have the colored light bulbs and things like that. I can just say, I don't care about any of that. This is where this ends. And also, they don't really give you enough time to learn anything, like actually learn something. They give you give you enough time to just take a test and just show you kind of remember it. Just because I remember something don't mean I understand it. Right, and then the whole idea of the whole class is supposed to be on the same level um, is right. crazy to me. me. Yeah, so it's like I can be in the class with Johnny Bravo and he could not comprehend or he could and I could miss the next lesson because we're just different people and you know our backgrounds are different so were you at I don't think you were you was in the high school when we went to all seven classes in one day every day I don't really remember like just just think about how stupid that is yeah I think I was I we think went I, to every class every day and school started at seven fifteen, and we got out at 245 I think you go to seven places. I think I either did it for my first year or you all had just stopped it and they kept talking about it so much. Like, but I, I you can't remember. And not only is it from seven to two or close to three, you have to account for the 15 minutes you got in between to get to the next place. 15 and minutes? Lunch. Yeah. 
15 minutes? Yeah. Why you had 15 minutes to travel? You had five minutes between classes. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I must have been moving on the upperclassman scale because I had 15 minutes. You How don't you gonna tell me I got five minutes to get over to Wiley. I got to use the bathroom. Yes, you have five minutes. You don't get 15 what minutes. What if I had the boo boo? <laughs> That's not their problem. We had 15 minutes. <laughs> no, it's never been 15 minutes. That first bell rang. The next bell rang, the next bell rang, and then the next bell rang. And you haven't been depending nobody in. Maybe it wasn't five, but it definitely was not 15. It was 15. No, it probably was like we used to eight. Be chilling. I remember, no. It's I, never I'm been. telling you, because when I was, when I had just started, that's when the only time I really used a locker. I'm calling the school tomorrow to verify. But don't 15 minutes. still work that day and all got fired for being nasty. 15 minutes is way too long to transition classes. And on top of How that. How would you know? You was in line with the same people. <laughs> um, we had 15 minutes. And we had courtyard lunch. And we could leave. Well, you got to remember we was there at different times. One year difference. Yeah, oh and that's when it y'all came and ruined everything. How the, I felt when, well, probably how the people that was in the seventh grade felt when I came to middle school. Y'all come over here with these little blue shirts. It oh. wasn't fifteen minutes, but Damn. you also I'm have to you. account for lunch that took thirty minutes. Lunch wasn't thirty minutes. Yes, it Look, was. When I was in the ninth grade, lunch was an hour because we could leave. Oh my gosh. And they tried not to let ninth well, graders leave, well, but I would still leave. Then I wasn't there when y'all were going to every class. We had every class, every day, 15 minutes in between class, an hour for lunch. We used to be in class for like 45 minutes. Okay. I'll it was no mind. KFC word because the bell would have rang and we would have had to leave. Used to go in class and sometimes not even do nothing. Teach be like, I got nothing for you. We're going to think we did the other time. It was no lectures. We was just going to pull up a YouTube video. All right, so we have a nephew, and he is advanced for his age, as most children are when they have older siblings. Older siblings. Do you feel as if parents should kind of be able to, well, within reason, select where their child begins the schooling process? Yeah, especially if they're like, like they're just about to hop in, because in most cases that will be their first extended interactions with children their age. Because our nephew, he's two, and his older siblings are six and seven. Mm -hmm. So he, on a day-to-day, -day operating somewhat to that level. So if you put him in a room with a bunch of two-year-olds, that ain't gonna do him no good. You should definitely be able to prevent that because he can start slobbing and crying again. Um, But like I said, within reason, like I agree, one, with what you're saying as far as, um, you know, being able to choose. Um, 
but like I said, within reason, because even at our church, we have children's church, and we are not allowed to have, you know, siblings, even though they may be close in age, we have a, we have each group, um, you know, kind of split up based on their development. But at the same time, you what know. What do you mean you can't have siblings? Like so, they can't be together? Yeah, depending on the age difference. Like we've had a two year, a parent of a two and a four year old try to drop off both children to the four year old room. Well, you know, four year olds are going to be a little bit more rough with one another. You know, they've been walking longer. They, you know, can, you know, play and be, um, you know, running around or whatever. Say hmm? a little more verbal. Yeah, but I mean, like physically, that's our main concern is that we don't want this little two-year-old getting knocked down by a four-year-old, you know. I would let that two-year-old get knocked down by a four-year-old. But that's not safe. So <laughs> Actually, he gets slammed by a six-year-old on the regular, so. Um, so, yeah, it's like within reason, um, we try I to. I say in that instance that you just spoke of, just drop them both out at the three-year-old class. Right, which is what I mean by within reason. So, um, like a lot of children that are alone by themselves the first couple of years, um, you know, they have their, depending on their parents and, you know, the parenting style, um, there's like a gap. Like, you know, our nephew started to do a lot of things sooner than a lot of children that we know around his age we know like two or three other children that are close in age to him Mm -hmm. however he was the one that started to walk first he was the one that was potty trained first he was the one who was talking full sentences first um and things like that but that's because he has older siblings in the home with him versus the other children they are only children so it's kind of like they go to daycare and then they're with parents um but then like i said again it just goes along with are you talking baby talk to your child the parenting style you know like i'm not doing that yeah i don't think i, I probably will <laughs> when he's um I probably will when he's first born, uh, but probably. over time, I feel like it's going to be old. Six years. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be, it's going to get old, and I know that I would prefer him to be more advanced. So I'm going to use real words with him sooner than, you know. And I, I'm on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. I talk to the child like they should know what I'm saying. Even though, like, out the womb, and you crying, what's wrong with you? I'm giving you real words. I'm not even using real words with a little voice on it. <laughs> this is what I sound like. <laughs> and if we ain't doing that, we ain't doing that. I'm going to talk to you like you're 30, even though you're three months. We'll see how he acts with his own child, and I'll let you guys know. You just heard it here first. (laughs) I mean, 
I get it, but at the same time, like everybody says, when it's your child, it's different. So that's why I said I'm not going to completely count out the fact that I um, I probably will be using baby talk. You know what rhymes with talk? What? Walk. Okay. Can they walk to school? Um, being that we are having... A son. Um, wow. I think that yes, he will be able to walk to school, um, but it is going to take time. Like I don't feel like he can walk to school or walk to the bus stop um, any any time in elementary school. Um, possibly in seventh or eighth grade. Seventh or eighth grade. Um, they gonna be driving by then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and just I don't know. I just feel like when that testosterone hits him, you know, he start going yeah, through puberty. Testosterone hit young. I started walking to school in the third or fourth grade, mm-hmm. and I I walked about two miles. Absolutely not. Yeah, I feel like it was, it's an adventure. It's fun. I feel like when they start um, Maybe not going through, miles, but it's a Disney. I feel like when they start going through puberty, that you know they'll be a little bit more, you know, uh, rough around the edges, and I feel like they could probably defend themselves a lot better. Defend themselves from what? From any harm or danger. Fam, that's why you see you trying to put them out there when they got. Puberty and testosterone, that's when you don't want to just let the reins go. You got to let the reins go so they become accustomed before that. Because when that puberty starts going through your system, you start tripping. Mm-hmm. If it was a girl, like if we have a daughter, I feel like she probably... Pre-K. <laughs> she probably wouldn't um, walk to school as soon. Um, just, that's sexist. Yeah, it is, and that's fine. Because... <laughs> Um, I don't know. They get to leave first because when the bell rang in elementary, they call walkers and car riders first. I feel like maybe if it was a daughter that we were having, um, or if we ever have a daughter that she could possibly walk in like ninth grade. That's when I started walking to school to the bus stop. I mean, in ninth grade, walking to the bus stop. Walking to the bus stop? What? You used to get a ride to the bus stop? When I was in middle school. How far was the bus stop? When I was in middle school? (laughs) Yeah. 30 minutes away because I wasn't going to the school I should have been going to. Exactly. So your perspective is you can walk to the bus stop in first grade because I be riding around it be hella kids at the bus stop. It be looking like this. My thing. child is not. I don't care, boy or girl. They are not walking to the bus stop or to school in Why? elementary school. Why? Not happening. Why? Not happening. And somebody's going you to be toxic. No, Why? I'm not. And somebody's going to be home with them when they get out of school. That's not happening. Girl, you know what time they get out of school? Yes, and I'll be off work or working from home. Not if you take them to the bus stop. Schools less than work hours. 
Okay, and if I work from home, all I gotta do is run up the street. You saying that nah? He was like, mm, ain't putting no shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> ain't got on no pants. You better walk here. Fam, you walk. Hey, if you listening to this, you better tie your shoes up tight, buddy. Mm-mm. Or let them hang. Ain't nothing wrong. What's wrong with walking to school? Or because the bus they're stop? so little. So, what if they're a midget? They're not. Wow. So you so you <laughs> saying midget? Oh my bad. Little people. No. That's not worse in my opinion. So little people shouldn't be able to walk, even no, if they're adults. No, I'm just saying that's a child. Small. So what that means? Plenty of children. Mm-mm. You just strap them up and send them on their way. Absolutely not. And that's that on that. Period, no, it's poo. Not. No, it's not. Unperiod. <laughs> Comma. Did you say unperiod? Yeah. Whatever. Comma. Absolutely not. You walking. Mm-mm. Just because you didn't. Nothing wrong with walking to school. Build characters. Times have changed. No, they haven't. People just got more cell phones. You look, you can put the cell you put the tracker on this phone. And you can put an alert to let you know when he arrive at the school. Mm-mm. You like, I know how long it take to get there. It's seven thirty-five right now. You got till eight eight oh six. That give you enough time to stop at the corner store, spend a little change. Still no. Get there. The answer is still no. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him I'm taking him no more. Mm-mm. Build some detention. Nope. You like, mommy walked. I walked. I walked. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's gonna be having to figure out where his daddy at, cause he's gonna be in the hospital. He's gonna walk to the hospital and visit me. <laughs> so I feel like you wouldn't let our child ride the city bus if that's your view. Absolutely not. Why you can't ride the bus? <laughs> Where are you going? Why are you trying to somewhere <laughs> to their friend house if they want to go? Why they can't ride? Who said they can go to their friend house? Let's talk they on can. that. Can your, can your child go spend the night at somebody's house? Spend the night? Yes. What they look like? I don't know. I need to know. <laughs> you trying to be racist. <laughs> See, I wasn't even talking about race. Because some people in my race look funny. <laughs> Depend on how they look. What you mean? Some people just got that look. I already said I feel like I'm a good judge of character. Mm-hmm. If I look at you and I wouldn't spend the night at your house. <laughs> but that's their friend. Uh-huh. So, I got plenty of friends who don't spend the night at their house. Okay, but they're a child and all they see is... Well, come over here and just leave at 9.30. So you would want everybody to come to our house? And leave at 9.30. What if somebody thought that you looked funny and they was like, absolutely not. I'm glad I look like that. <laughs> One less problem. And then they're going to be upset with you. Why would they be upset? Because their friends they can't come. they fight me. And their friends can't come over and you won't let them go to their friends' well, house. Well, I, I would explain that their parents are racist and they're judging me. And what you would be doing the same. Okay. So what? I ain't say I was perfect. <laughs> Just because I do it to you don't mean you do it to me and it's right. Anyways, I feel like our child um, 
I would let him spend the night. Would. Only would let him ride the bus. He can spend the night in high school. But he cannot spend the and night you before. About, you talking about public school? Cause they need to, they need to learn stuff. You the one y'all them. Well, I guess that brings us to our next segment. Are you part of the problem or part of the solution? I'm the solution. I'm getting them <laughs> in the world. You talking about school will get them prepared for the world. School don't get you prepared for the world. School is just somewhere that you gotta go. Every day, your parents gonna get in trouble. All right, so stick a pin in that real quick. So, just quickly, we are um, going to give you the origin story of where our new segment has come from, which is, are you part of the problem or part of the solution? Or problem or solution for short. We might be changing the name in the future. But anyways, um, it just stuck with me that last episode, I said that I feel like I'm part of the problem when it comes to, you know, um, speaking up about miscarriage. And I was like, oh my goodness, that would be a great um, segment for us to kind of wrap up each um, topic. So, on this episode, we're going to discuss whether we're part of the problem or solution when it comes to our child being able to spend the night at other people's house. Is that the way to phrase it? I would even broaden it to say, are we part of the problem in sheltering the child oh yeah that is a better way good job babe. thanks pound it sight <laughs> so um i feel like i am part of the problem when it comes to sheltering um a child but it's because i'm actually carrying one right now and it's just like every single time I'm in pain or, you know, just the growing and stretching and the random weird things that happen to your body when you're pregnant. I just am like, there's, there, like, this is why parents are overprotective sometimes because this process is like, I'm not trying to just let this child be out here any kind of way. Um, you know, I want the best for him, which everybody says they want the best for their kid. But like, I would literally sacrifice, I would even dare to say anything to make sure that he's okay and he's all right and he's going to have the best um, of everything in life. And so it's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to take that balance between us as people like us not being the same um to properly raise him because right now I feel like yeah I'm going to be over overprotective parent because I'm the one going through this like carrying process like you're here you're going to the doctor's appointments and you you know feel and see the movements that are happening within my body but you don't feel them from the inside you don't feel the um, you know, being sick or not being able to eat certain things or not even be able to look at food at certain times and just things like that. Like, you don't have that extra connection that I feel right now. And I never will. Yeah. And so I think that's why I'll always be a part of the problem when it comes to being the overprotective parent because I do have this quote-unquote advantage as being a mom, like... It starts 
like your sacrifice starts so much sooner than the father. Mm, you could say that, but I feel you have to look at things from as long as you're protecting someone, you aren't giving them the the ability to be able to defend themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's doing them a huge disservice. Because if something were to ever happen to their protection, yeah, in the streets they call that being out here naked. True. So you can't be naked in the streets. So as soon as six, you walk into school. I'ma even orchestrate a fight. That is not happening. And I'm. I'ma find a little third grader. Tell him to why not. You're not doing I got a pound of Twizzlers. Whatever. <laughs> That's a crazy hit. <laughs> but I'm a part of the solution. Well, Maybe even too much a part of the solution. I'm going You say school going to teach you the world? I'm going to teach you the world. I guess, child. So, I guess I'll How be. about this? This way we both can be a part of the solution. I'm going to teach them the world. And you show them the world. Okay. Because you like to travel. I didn't. What? I like to be away from the house and make somebody else do all the chores. Yeah, but you like to I don't care about traveling like that. I care about being away from home, somebody else doing the cooking, somebody else doing the cleaning, somebody else changing the sheets. So why don't we just live in a hotel? I don't want to live in a hotel. This is exactly the life you described. No. I want to have a home, but I also like to get away from it sometimes. That's why I like to travel, quote unquote, so that I can be away. That's why they call it the Homewood. The what? The Homewood. Anyways. So, yeah. Um, are you ready? Would you like to explain this one? You're the best at explaining. Okay, so another segment that we've added to our podcast is called This Is Why I Love You. And this basically just stems from um, the song that I walked down the aisle to when we had our wedding. (laughs) So um, it's basically just going to be like a, um, what do you call it? A public display of of, of the, can't even talk. Yes public display of affection thank you because i cannot talk (laughs) right now um so anyways would you like to start ladies first you no you starting because you're doing too much no i'm not i don't know the format so what we do you gotta show teach me the ways all right so i guess it could go like this so you just give an example of why do you love me this week? Something that you either want to shout out that I did or thank me or whatever. So, like, I'll go since you just got to be difficult. But the reason why I love you this week is because we had a very um, good conversation on Friday night and um, you listened 
but not only did you listen listen to what I said, but you like put action to that immediately, and it wasn't something that you like postponed or put on your mental to you know eventually get around to, but it was something that you um, treated with urgency, and I really appreciate that, and it made me feel seen that you thought of it as something that was urgent. Thank you, I appreciate that. Thank you. And in return, this week, uh, or not this week, but the week prior, um, I don't remember the day, but I was running late in the morning, and when I got out of the shower, you were already gone, and you had laid my clothes out, and I thought that was very sweet of you. Well, I didn't know you were running late, but you're welcome. Um, you know, I just like to do that. Like, that was something I was doing on the regular anyways. But just with the toss-up and everything that's been going on, it's been hard to do it consistently. So I'm excited to finally be somewhere um, permanent or semi-permanent at least. <laughs> well, it, it was, I'll add more to it, but... That particular morning, we both were running late. Oh. So in the midst of that, true, you took the time out. True. Aw. <laughs> you ain't gonna say no thank you? I did say thank you. It's a joke. All right, here you go. Why they always gotta ruin the moment, y'all. No, that's just what my niece said. She said, I ain't hear no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know Anyways So social media where can they find us uh, You can find us on FindMyiPhone.com oh As well gosh. as Instagram and Twitter My Instagram and Twitter Is the same It's the same right Yeah it's the same That's Wiley Tyrell You won't know how to spell that But you'll see it in the description And her, the female kind of part of this podcast, her Instagram and Twitter, though used less frequently, is the same. <laughs> and that is Amazing Ebbs. And that's two B's and an S. Yes, that is true. I mean, I use them, but I don't say anything or post anything. Don't I you just don't use it. I do use you, it. You I just look like, at it. You stuff. be on there like Jay Z. Yeah. You act like you don't use it, but you be on there. Yeah, I be on there looking up stuff, looking you at. You also don't follow anything that that yeah. probably hinders your experience a lot. You would use it a lot more. I mean, I should have just kept my original Twitter, but that's another story for another day. Um, so yeah, you guys go ahead and check and, uh, us out on our joint page, Happily Ever Henley. That's Instagram. I don't think we have a Twitter. And I only got one because who gonna use it? Um, Wiley would use it But anyways um, <laughs> You can find us at Happily Ever Henley on Instagram And I think that's all guys So we out Yeah we are It was nice speaking To ourselves And you listening Have a blessed week <laughs>